Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're going to be talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from November the 7th of 1987. We're only we're less than three weeks away from Starcade 1987 as we roll through right along on another episode of Saturday night. I'm sitting here with Doc. We're waiting on Harper. He's supposed to be joining us shortly, but he's not right now. So uh, I'll throw it to you, Doc. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, the shoot job's got me pissed off. You've got me pissed off. I was going to give Harper a pass, but he's late, so I'm pissed at him. These people have made me mad out in the population for just no reason other than that they're listening to the sound of my voice. I was just listening to an old 83 weeks. Eric Bischoff pissed me off. He said nobody is – he said this. He goes, nobody has ever watched TV in the history of TV on Saturday nights, so we're going to prove him wrong here tonight because we watch shit on Saturday nights. In our childhood, and we're going to talk about that shit tonight. Wait, 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 wait. He said nobody watched. He was complaining about the Saturday night slot on TV and said it was a death slot because nobody in the history of ever, unless you're college football, has watches TV on Saturday. Well, there is something to college football drawing. And there's something good that ratings. I don't want my network show on seven o'clock CBS either. But let's be clear. People watched that 605 show, and a lot of them did. Oh yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't, I'm not doubting. He doesn't them. know. He doesn't know history. He claim he he admits that he's he's never watched anything but the AWA AWA back then, and nobody watched that shit. Yeah, but to, are you sure you're not just kind of like phrasing it wrong? Because I you want me to cue this shit up and play no, it on the air? I really I don't, but I just find it. I find it hard to believe like he would make a statement like nobody watched that. Maybe nobody was watching it and you know when he took over and I don't want to say nobody that's a figure of speech. I mean like the Pal, you know, I would I went ahead I went ahead to 1992 on the on the uh, network or something somewhere mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going to quit doing this before we get to 92, aren't we? Well, the network's only got through middle of 89 up on it. So you I think what you saw in 92 is what they loaded when it was like a, a I don't want to call it a rebrand of Saturday night, but they kind of like redo it almost in like a talk show fashion a little bit. Bruh, it's hard to I explain. saw Jim Ross and Jason Hervey out there and I was like, I ain't doing this on a weekly basis. Actually, that shit would be rather comical. I've, I've, I've watched I on a week, I said on a weekly basis. I'll take a sh- I'll take a shot at anything <laughs> once just to make fun of it. <laughs> I've watched those and they're, 
they're good to a point of you, me, and Hopper maybe enjoying 20% of it. I'm, I'm joking. 30%, 40%, and then, you know, kind of making maybe taking a little dump on some of it. So you know it's what not, else? It's not horrible. Well, you know what else has got me down, right? Uh-oh. Well, by the Go time ahead. this comes out, things will already have progressed past it. But we're on the we're on the eve of a really the worst holiday of them all. Oh, Valentine's Day, and I am conferencing in Hopper right now. So uh while I'm getting Hopper on the line, do you want to hold your thoughts on Valentine's <clears throat> Day until Hopper gets on or what? I just want to know what Sasha's getting. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Harper, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, we are already rolling. We started recording. Yeah. We're just bullshitting. We we, we didn't really get into anything right now. So uh, keep that in mind. You got some some reservations down at the Waffle House for you and your boo? No, not this year. Fucking Valentine's Day. This is... (laughs) Did he just get rid of this fucking shit? You gotta drive. Do you have to go drive Luke and his girlfriend around for the night, chauffeur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ether him and make a move on her. <laughs> hey, hey, I can love you better than better than this asshole. Man, he's got Luke. he's got he's got huge fucking arms. Do you want to know what I got huge of? Yeah, personality. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Harper was talking about taking his bra to Waffle House for Valentine's Day like three years that, ago? That was like I think his first time. To really just come out, to come out into the to the public square and say, (laughs) "I'm here, I'm here." Y'all got to deal with me. That's back, the Waffle House shit. They doing that again? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a couple people posted. So you got you got to do you have a lovely lady that you're gonna be trying to impress this Valentine's Day? Fuck no, bro. Let me if you're trying to. Impress a woman on Valentine's Day as an adult, you're a fucking loser. I oh, okay, so here let me let me qualify here because I got I got to participate, but it's also in order to not impress because that ship sailed a long time ago. Right for real. This is this is you're this, this is about yelled at. Right. This is about maintaining some level low level of status quo where we're just discuss. You know, I would say disgusted with one another, but we're just willing to settle, you know? Yeah. And I can't wait till fucking tomorrow. Some bitch in a fucking uh, cube, some fucking cubicle dwelling bitch is going to take the pictures of the fucking roses with the fucking calendar on the fucking wall with the firemen. Say, oh look, so and so, someone sent me flowers. I wonder who that, sent it, them to me. That bitch needs to be skull fucked because she's out there trying to scoreboard the rest of us. Yes, she's fucking everywhere. I got, I got it. Okay, I got to uh, share this story real quick about a friend of mine one time, and I was never so disappointed in my life with this individual who is a close friend. So one day he had just got married, and. To tell you how all this ends, he got divorced a couple years ago, but he had just gotten married. <laughs> and and me and my other buddy, who had been married about, I want to say about five years at the time. You we, only have two friends, and I ain't ever been divorced, and Harper ain't ever been married. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about here? A couple of my buddies they from New business. Orleans. 
Nah, they're not, they not in the business. A couple uh. of my buddies from New Orleans, though. And so we were having a conversation about Valentine's Day and getting gifts and whatnot. And I was like, man, I got a card for my wife and this and that. I was like, we got two kids and we did, that shipped and sailed about, you know, yeah, treating people, real. all this bull crap on Valentine's Day. This fool went out and got a $200 bouquet of balloons. Oh, then he, hold on. Then he tells me about this restaurant he brought her to that they cost an mm. arm and a leg. You know, one of them type of places where you don't get yeah. food, but it's all fancy. And then mm. he was talking about, I forget the gift he got her. And you know what he told me? I, this, is, this is what disappointed me more than anything. I didn't talk to him for two weeks after he told me this. He said... Man, do you know how many people were asking her and, and praising her about me? I said, I don't give a flying fuck about my <laughs> wife's co-workers. Fr- fr- I, what the fuck ever? So what? Yeah, for real, I was real, like, dude, bro. you spent $500 on a meaningless holiday. Doing the this, same this shit, shit that you would do fucking any other night. This shit's about self-preservation and minim- the, the, the most... Minimum impact investment you can make to preserve your ass. Yeah. Look, the ma- here's the main thing. I got to work the next day. So I just don't want to get yelled at all night. So I got to make sure that doesn't happen. So that I can get Amen to bed to that, at a reasonable bro. hour. And Mike knows exactly what I'm talking about. For, for real, dude. For real. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. That's I am, sa- I am saved lesson. a little bit here because little Latrell has soccer practice. So somebody's got to take him to that which you know that's the beauty of children to be honest yeah, with you, they, that's a buffer man that that's they, build that wall i got that wall built i'm building it they, high too they start <laughs> it's costing they start, more than trump's wall though i promise <laughs> they start building they start like buffering you from stuff because it's like hey you're trying to be selfish for you but you know, I got to take care of these two yeah. i'm going i'm gonna get Hell home from yeah. soccer practice i'm gonna get home from soccer practice and show those two my two kids, a real scary movie right before bed, so they get all scared and then have to sleep with us tomorrow night. <laughs> Let me take care of some business as we keep rolling. So shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Hall of Fame patron at K underscore row 86 and Mike Childry. Your t-shirts are on the way, and thank you for be our, being our largest patron contributors. And then a couple of new patrons out there, people and people who moved over from Podbean to Patreon, uh, Kristen or Christian E. Bolin, Barry Jackson, John Hancock, and Ted Henschel. Thanks for becoming patrons and Patreon members. Remember, don't forget to download the... Well, you can put it on any of your app or iTunes, and you can get all the patron shows. So uh, it's about 150 shows at this point in time. So plenty of stuff out there. What a deal. We got got plenty of stuff out there for our patrons. So thank you out there if you're a patron. Let me get to the Docaholic spotlight here. I've been seeing a lot of... chatter on uh on the tweets about um just our constant dedication and perseverance and and just the fact that we're just all these other podcasts man there's drama and people getting dropped off the show and angry and getting all their pussy inflamed and we got any of that shit we hate each other up front so it's all right there we're not involved in any drama we're cutting shows left and right producing content just being ourselves just living our best life and so for this week for the docaholic spotlight i'm putting the three of us you thought people thought i was going to put them in bullshit i'm putting the three of us in the spotlight because we keep putting out these shows 
we keep living and laughing and loving. We're just doing our thing. That's how we do it. You know what I mean? Bitches. We're lit. We're we're all the way live. All know? the way live. Uh, the other thing is a shout out here is uh, we've got ourselves. I just want you know everybody knows that Ric Flair is my favorite wrestler of all time, right? Sure. Yeah. I, but what I bet you don't know is who my second favorite wrestler is. Dusty. B. Brian Blair. That he's full of shit. But go ahead. I know where he's going with this. I just saw a tweet where B. Brian Blair is a big fan of ours, and I got to say right back at you. All right, let's go. We're too, we're hey, wait a minute. Folks. So uh, we got one more thing that we need to get to here because this is something that the that the uh, Darkaholics have been following along with, and I don't want to spoil too much here, but I want to say uh, since the last show, Mike finished The Sopranos, and uh, so what are you yeah. thinking there, pal? No, we're we're gonna do a special episode on that. Was I it, don't want to. Was it? The, but let me ask you this: Is it the best show of all time? That is not a yes or no answer, and I have a reason, but I'm not going to share it right now because there's a lot I need to say about that. What I, I said the other night, this it's better than Martin. It's better than Moesha. So yeah. it's better no, than No, the, te- the text message was, well, if it's not, because he was getting mad because I wouldn't answer the question about if it was the best show of all time. And he said, what is it then? I said, good times, motherfucker. You know what he, <laughs> he popped. You know what he told me, Doc? <laughs> Fucking 227. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That back-to-back Saturday night combo. Bro, you even another show with the guy and the Joe Asuzu was on there. A black show? No, it was all Saturday night shows back then, though. You, it's amazing that you remembered that that came on on a Saturday night. Right, you only had fucking four channels. I watched TV back then. Right. Okay. That was your only choice. I want to say it came on after wrestling too. When the well, shit got dark, my parents made me come inside. I was a I was a white kid. What do you want? No, yeah. I know for real. Like I feel like two two seven and then Amen came on like right as Saturday night on TBS was going on. It was like eight eight thirty Central, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There was some, the guy was like a doctor. He was like a doctor, and he had three daughters or some shit before that. Oh, uh, empty nest. That's it. That was a spinoff of the Golden Girls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All there right. You go. There you go. So let's get into I this. We thing. have compl- man. I feel like we're just out here bouncing the ball, running the clock out. Let's get to some wrestling, Mike. Come on, yeah. take I control. Totally agree. Take control. All right. Oh, so we're doing. Speaking of basketball, how you think Travis Heckle's doing? Okay, oh, because LSU beat Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he did our YouTube art. Did you see it? Nuh-uh. Oh, boy. I'll have to tag you in it. All right. right. We are doing Saturday night on TBS from November the 7th, 1987. And Tony Schiavone, uh, well, they open the show, and it's a a cut from the arena. They show the World Warriors, and they're basically steamrolling into the arena, about to beat the piss out of some enhancement talent guys. And then they cut to the studio with Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. Did y'all know those animals said fuck? I did not. I did not. At the very beginning, when they get into the ring, when they start taking their gear off to show the pads, he goes and takes the little the gauntlet thing that's on his wrist, the Judas Priest-looking thing, and uh, one of the spikes fucking breaks off. And he goes, fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Now you got one more to look at it. Hold on. You, need, right. some, you need some vamping music in the background to play so that we can both go look. Um, let's see. 
Why, why don't you call the squirter girl for uh, Valentine's Day? See what she's doing. I should, yeah. When was she? I didn't notice doing? it, Hopper. I just watched it twice, but I didn't notice it. I'm yeah. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to turn on the volume, though. That's the fuck it. No, you 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 can't hear it. You can't hear it. I was trying to read his lips. I missed it. Oh. Oh, see, he's gonna be over there and play it. I'm playing it right now. They're getting in the ring. Yeah. Did you see him do it? I don't know. I ain't got that for yet. Man called Sting. I'm, oh, I'm also. Wait. You're also. Hold on. Yeah, I don't see it. What? Okay. I need timestamps, dude. They just took <laughs> their right. shit off. It's in the first 30 seconds. They just took their shit off and, and charged these dudes. Yeah, I don't see it. I watched it twice I don't either, on, man. I think on the Patreon video, a, and I'm not whatever. seeing it. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to make you mad, dude. I'm, you know, we're still friends. Let's get shit, to Ricky but... Santana. Holy wow. shit. Let's get to Ric Flair on Ricky Santana. Well, yeah, we got to. Okay, so Ricky Santana's promo is not good. The thing is, I no. feel like we got to listen to it because of what Flair then says. Has it? Didn't he listen to Eddie Gilbert and learn that you don't need to come out there and start putting yourself out on the radar of Rick and Arn? I don't know, but let's listen to Ricky Santana. Might want to keep his same. brown that mouth man shut. Man, your left, right there is a young, sensational star. We've seen a lot of. His name Morning, is Ricky, Ricky Santana. How you Ricky, today? good to see you again. Good to have you with you on TBS. Great to see all the people here. Everywhere I go, people are talking about it. They're talking about Chi Town Heat. Starcade 87. Lex Luger, you may be the new star on the horizon, but Thanksgiving night, that star is going to fall and the legend's going to live on. And Ric Flair, let me say one thing about you. Your name is synonymous with greatness. I'll give you that. You have all the ladies, the fast cars, everything going for you except one thing. You don't have that world heavyweight belt. And when you leave the ring that night, you better hold on to all those things because you're still not going to have it because Ronnie Garvin is glory bound. And he's going to remain the champion. All right. So I'm going to cut it off for a second. Why you got to cut off that? That was the part that I liked the best. You don't understand what the fuck he's saying. So shut up. I um, understand more than you think I do. Why is he out there talking about Lex losing a Dusty and Flair losing a Ron Garvin? What the? Why are y'all talking about like it's real? Too Bruh, while we're at it. Well, here's the other thing. I was listening to Corny this week, and Corny was like, "Part of the reason about Lasertron is like we had too much talent on the roster." And I'm like, "Then why are they all talking about Dusty?" Man, I've I've been seeing a lot of people posting on the Facebook page, like they're like starting to realize, man, fuck Dusty. I ain't ready to go that far yet. You know, last week I was in in talks with uh, the Rhodes family, so I don't want to get on that radar, but uh. Sure, pal. He, they don't have done. anything else for him to talk about? It's getting ridiculous. They're talking about the same two matches. Everybody's out there doing the same thing, and it's going to continue. Hopper, do you have anything on Ricky Santana before we get to Flair? Oh, <laughs> Did we lose him already? Hi. <laughs> you, got anything, you got anything on Ricky Santana before we get to Ric Flair? He, that guy sucks, huh? It's hard to tell because they didn't give him anything to do. Yeah, it, it's, it's gonna. Hey, hey, the universal truth is, and everybody knows this: if you're gonna hire a Mexican, you should give him something to do. 
it seems like they got rid of Lasertron to they're like, hey, well, we're just going to bring Santana in. That's close enough. Uh, it's not terrible. It's just like you bring right. him in and then he's out there talking about the two main matches on Starcade. Right. And he just put a target on his back, too. Well, we're going to get to that shortly because we need to. <laughs> they don't wait uh, this week either. I wonder, see, I wonder if Rick was like later down on the run sheet and heard that and was just having a bad day or was hungover or whatever. It was like, no, I want to go now. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, like, I got this. You think he like had a bad piece of ass the night before and was like, oh, fuck, I'm angry and and just decided he was going to go out there and do his thing? I think so. Yeah. I think 100% in the realm of possibilities. So, after Ricky Santana, they did have a match. It's New Breed who defeats Rex King and Robbie Idol. I got a question for you, too. Do y'all realize uh, who Rex King is? No. Doc, you? I watch this on my phone, so I barely see... I barely know who New Breed is. All right, so... I think, and I'm almost certain, but I believe... I'm, almost, I'm 98% certain that Rex King is Timothy Well from Well Done. Okay, now oh. that you say that, I remember watching that thinking, that guy looks familiar, but I wouldn't have gotten there. So, when you get a chance, look at it. You're in, It's hard to tell from this week for whatever reason. Like, I felt like it's just really hard to tell for whatever reason, but I think that's Timothy Well. I'm almost certain that's Timothy Well. Uh, let me do. Yeah. Let me do some work on that. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's him. But anyway, we'll keep going. While you're doing that, uh, again, the new breed they do win. We got it on the Patreon video here. Let me get let me get fast forwarded ahead, and we'll get to some Ric Flair. Now, pay attention, everyone, because Rick is about to like truly just cut down old uh, Ricky Santana down the size. Things and, uh, you can't do in 2019, and things bro. you might not should have done in 1987. No, <laughs> it was fine. It was nothing Bruh. wrong with what he did. He called him a, a brown person or something. There's not. Okay, we're gonna talk about this on the other side because I think part of what it makes you being a heel and a heel in wrestling is you should offend someone. That's the point to get some heat. Um, so here it is. Let me play it and we'll talk to talk about it once we're done. Okay, David, thank you very much. And we are here at our ringside location. The one and only Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And week by week, it gets closer and closer to the yeah, big Yeah, bring it up one time. You know, Tony Schiavone, if I stand back here in that control room, you got to be sick. The people got to be sick. And they all got to be dying for the sight of a real man after the way this show kicked off. Ricky Santana walks out here. The minority that he is. Jesus. Telling the whole world what I've got, where I've been, what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do. Well, let me tell you something, Santana. It takes more than a pair of wrestling boots and a pair of trunks and a bogus diamond earring to be something this point. And these two punks walking around in their mother's underwear trying to tell the world they're ready to wrestle. It's an insult to me. And new breed, listen up. You want to find out where you're right in this sport, jump on one of this one time, pal. Now, Ronnie Garvin, Chicago, Chi-Town Heat. Now we'll talk about what's really happened. We're talking about millions of dollars in production, multi-millions of dollars in talent, 
We're talking about the greatest sport in the world, the biggest sport in the event of all time. And you know why? Because guys like the Four Horsemen, the Dusty Rose, the Steve Williams, and the new breed, God bless them, and everybody else associated with Jim Crockett Promotions that's gonna be there. The NWA, the TWA, and the Wrestling Network, we're talking big time wrestling. And you know why? You know why? They're in because they want to be associated with the best. So Thanksgiving night, there's no choice to make. It's the choice. If you want to see the best, then buddy, you tune in to Chi-Town. Because the best are going to be on display. The National Wrestling Alliance, Luger defeats the legend. Ric Flair regains the gold. Arden Kelly beat their own warriors in their own backyard. And brother, before I forget, let's put it down one more time. The 25th of November in New York City, yours truly, you got it. Woo! Dusty Rhodes, the Crockett family, the Four Horsemen, the Road Warriors, we are going to take New York, New York, we're gonna take it. More action fans right after this. Harper, what you think about what he said about Ricky Santana? Had to put him in his fucking place, man. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. Yeah, he's like thinking, who in the fuck are you to 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 have my name come out of your fucking mouth? Mm. It's almost like you remember, like in the Sopranos, when uh they had the meeting and like a little Jackie's like talking and fucking Junior's like, excuse me, did I just hear something? <laughs> yes, that's what that was like. Who in the fuck are you to be talking to us? That's like what this was. I'm Ric Flair, motherfucker. Who in the fuck are you? Ricky. Richard. Richard. Rich, Richard. <laughs> Richard Santana. He called him. Um... Wouldn't that be Ricardo? Yeah. <laughs> Here's he the reason I don't minority. like it. I don't give a shit what he called him, to be honest. But. Because on this, on some premise, I like the fact that he's a heel that's willing to be a heel. But he's not a racist heel. So it's like, he has enough to just go out there and scoreboard the guy. To me, the racist part was too far. Because of him. Oh, oh come on. Like, I would love, like, Baron Von Raschke to come out and say, I'm not wrestling this, and then fill in the blank. I I don't see nothing wrong with this. He's Dude, I don't give a fuck. I popped. Is Armando Martinez still listening to this show? Oh, yeah. He's a Hall of Fame patron. I, I wonder what he thinks of this. Let's get the Mexican opinion. I'm sure he's fine with it. <laughs> he, 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 Is he even Mexican? Right. He's, he's, probably, he's probably Indian. Remember that oh, Sopranos episode? Goddamn. Goddamn, yeah. pal. Pronouns, pal. 
<laughs> Who are we talking about, Santana here or Armando? Yeah. Either one of them. I don't think there's any real Mexicans or Indians out there. They're all the other thing. Okay. Now you're just being stupid. Doc, any other thoughts on this before we keep it moving? The other thing is, is man, he he's trying to get everybody over. And in a way, it takes away from getting anybody over. So he, he slams on the new breed. He's slamming on these guys. But then it's like, but then we're what wrestling is, so we're going to come beat Vince. It's too yeah. much. These, the, in general, these promos are, are out of hand with the constant talking about Rick yeah, and try- Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Harper. It, it seems everyone's trying to put the shit over. It's ridiculous. Everybody's talking about the same two matches. And look, I get it. Those are big matches on the card. Why don't you let the guys who are in those matches talk them up? I mean, it's not like you don't have good talkers. You got Dusty in one of those matches. You got Flair in the other. I don't think they need anybody talking about the, that match for them. God bless Kevin Sullivan, who continuously has been out there. And that he's going to do this all the way up until Starcade. The fuck? It's like, what, are you going to join a horseman now? I just, it's... It's not just that he's just he's just talking about the same thing every single week. So, and and so my point my point is this, and I don't I do not know the answer to this. At what point? Because we're getting close to Starcade here, pretty close, right? How how much do they know what Vince is doing to put the heat on them? And are they panicking? Is this a response? Is this an all hands on deck? I don't know. Did they even know? Oh. Why didn't he do this there? Way up the up in is this in like Long Island or something? Well, the no, Chi Town is that, in Chi Town, pal. Right. Yeah, the, but they're also going to New York, and that's the problem that Rick's always said is if we'd have stayed east of the Mississippi. Motherfucker and, and I, and Nassau I is east of the Mississippi. I understand that, but his point was, and don't <laughs> right after Nationomics is nature geography. <laughs> <laughs> what he's trying to say is they were a southeastern promotion and they got away from where their their base was. So regardless of which side of a Mississippi you were on, and you said this a couple of weeks ago, they took that shit out of Greensboro and it pissed people off. Yeah, and you said that didn't matter. Now you're saying it does? Which one is it, asshole? I'm not saying that it had to be in Greensboro. I'm saying that they were they were too far away from home all the time. Because the other thing about being far away from home, and you know this from business travel, that's a reverse money printer. Because now you oh, got yeah, well, to fu- gotta fire yeah. up that fucking jet. You got to get hotel rooms. That was a problem in itself, to be honest with you. The, the, That's what I'm saying. They were flying everywhere. I mean, you, you, y'all, y'all are forgetting all the West Coast stuff they've been. Yeah. Remember when they went year. to Phoenix and Harper was like, "There ain't nothing around Phoenix." <laughs> there is, yeah, bro. It's just like a Breaking Bad. I mean, don't it, it's, they don't have lizards, don't have fucking mosquitoes, or nothing. Crawl, it, it, there's like no life on. It, it's like being on Mars. He's got a point. Here comes the science and biology lesson of the week. Because <laughs> two weeks ago we got a garfish, we got a garfish uh, lesson. So Bro, I had to go that night after that episode. I had to explain to Mrs. Doc what a fucking garfish was. I was like, I was like, look, pull up a picture. She's like, what the fuck is this? I was like, For real. 
She was like <laughs> nervous that this shit's in Texas. Yeah, they, yeah, they got them out there. You're they damn right. All... I saw one up close. I was like, "What the kind of fucking prehistoric shit is this?" Yeah, they get big, man. Here it comes. <laughs> okay, yeah, they they just sit like in the bottom of the fucking uh, rivers and just and just sit there and grow and 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 they just eat shit like those big old catfish. They just sit like in the bottom and just sit there and eat. Whatever I believe that's because the, that's the term bottom feeder comes from. Right. That's it. There you so go. they eat shit and fuck. Yep. They just sit down there and eat whatever floats by their fucking mouth. And they just grow and grow and grow. Living a dream, brother. Sounds like a, sounds like a halfway decent life compared to the one I'm living. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Kevin Sullivan defeats David Isley. David Crockett blows a load at the beginning of this match when that Poor bastard is getting just destroyed by Sullivan. Uh, this was close to a Garvin style beatdown. I don't have yeah. anything else from it, Doc. Did you? Man, I don't give a shit which one of those old school short bastards is doing it. I do not want to get stomped on like that. Me either. Uh, Harper, anything? No, just Kevin Sullivan looks like a fucking. He's he's just this 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 little strong man that. He just looks like he could just fuck up anybody. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty vicious out there, and that's uh, they're gonna do this for a while. I th- I can't remember if it's till Varsity Club days or what, but yeah, he's he's out there just destroying. We're not people. far off from the Varsity Club, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Uh-uh. We're, we're 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 getting close. I don't have the exact time frame memorized, but we're we're getting there. I can so tell I- you for sure that by the time the Varsity Club came along. Your boy was out of wrestling, watching wrestling. So that's a good Jeez. marker because that's something I had to come back and like be like, wait, what's this? When I when I came back around, you were tasting ass, is what you're saying? Uh tasting ass. Chasing. What's chasing? Ass, chasing. ass, ass. Um, sure. If that's what. Yeah. Hey, that's right. what you people say. I guess. I mean, I, I was courting young females. Uh, yes. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Okay. Sting defeats our old friend from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Tommy Angel. Um, so there you had that. Well, and I then, got uh, one. I got a question. Well, yeah. Well, what was Sting's entrance music back then? Because it wasn't that, 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 that man called Sting shit yet. Cause he wasn't... So let's, let me work on that, and let me just tell you that Rex King was, in fact, Timothy Well. And I don't know if you knew this, but Timothy Well died a couple of years ago. I did of, know that. Uh, he was 55, and he died of kidney failure. That sucks. Yeah, uh. I, I knew he passed away. Okay, so um, Sting's go, entrance music. Go to, yeah, go to Hopper. I don't know what he came out to during this time. Um I would have to look at a worldwide, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But he defeats Tommy Angel. And then uh, Jim Cornette comes out, and he introduces the Midnight Express. But let me get to – he's messing with Tony. It's kind of funny, so I wanted to play that part. So here it is. Come on, damn it. Here it is. Oh, no. Jim Cornette, Big Bubba. The Midnight Express soon to come. You know, I got I got a little programming note before the introduction, Tony. You see, World Championship Wrestling Sunday Edition will not be seen tomorrow at its regular time so that TBS can bring you the replay of the Braves and San Diego game 
which is going to be computerized by TBS and changed from color to black and white with no sound. And also, i got to correct one thing. You're an alleged commentator. You said Bronco Lubitsch was the world heavyweight champion. No, no Bronco Nagurski. Bronco said, Lubitsch was a friend no, of mine. I said Nagurski. Wait just a second. I know exactly you, what you said. I, I, I ain't wearing a hearing aid. I'm wearing glasses. And ladies and gentlemen, I now bring to you Tony, none other. Tony, Tony's laughing, but he's trying to figure out if he did say the wrong thing. That's what I thought was right. funny about that. Right. <laughs> So corny, corny completely fucked that up or didn't, but it was hilarious because he was so sure of himself that the Tony got unsure of himself. <laughs> yeah, because Tony corny was around and corny was. David. That's the proof right there that you could just tell a lie, and if you tell it strong enough, people will believe it. Corny was great there. Yeah, he turns it because Tony's looking at David. He's like, David, did I say Nagurski or Lubitsch? <laughs> Which one? So I don't know. I, I kind of popped on that. Which one did he say? I forget. He, he got it right. He said yeah. Nagurski. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he got it right. It's just Cornette's fucking with it, which is, which is what makes this wonderful. So we keep going. The Midnight Express defeat Bob, Emery, and Joe Lynn. Uh, Bro, one did, guy. You see, did you see Stan wiggling on the way out? Just yeah. look at this. Let me get some of this. I'm going to take you, you, and you. How much? You All of it. Was... Did you see okay. Stan wiggling? You... I think they're, uh, they're, uh, Bobby's outside the ring doing something. And then, like, Stan's just in the ring, just wiggling away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's what I want to know. I want to know, because, like, did did you drop the patron episode yet, or will you have? Well, on Stan, yeah, it's it's dropped. It's out there. Okay, so we know that Rick trained Stan. And we know that Stan caught Rick's eye with his rat-banging skills even before Stan knew they were rats. But do you think by 86 and 80, I guess 87, Rick's flying high, just poor horseman, and now stands in slaying ass that Rick's like, come on, dude. There's a competi- friendly competition or there's rivalry or because those two dudes are trying to are trying to are trying to stick their shit in as much shit as they can. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, shit, you told me that I've heard too many wrestlers say that there's never been a wrestler that's faithful to their wife. So that wow. seems like a wrestler DNA right there. That's, that's nice. Not, it's not is that true. Mike? Is that right, Mike? That's not true, man. There's dudes who are faithful to their wives. Well, he he might quit the business because Sasha told him to. So, I mean, okay. that doesn't count. Okay. Uh, I actually think Stan goes on to address that in that article. We just didn't cover that part. That you Well, know, so here's the <laughs> other thing. You got Rick, who is a legendary. I mean, right now, when we did the top five, remember Patreon episode, we did the top five in our mind, unsubstantiated, but the top five rat bangers of all time, where Bobby Blaze joined us, and we had the top three that were all the same and they're all in this promotion at the same time <laughs> at the peak of their, at the peak of their powers. And there's not a bitch within 1500 miles. that's safe. Yeah. Okay. Harbor, what were you about to say when doc really cut I, you off? I was telling doc, I was like, I was, I was thinking, could you imagine Sasha's like, yeah, I'm going to marry this guy. This guy's white. Oh God. <laughs> he's and a he's a wrestler. Oh, <laughs> 
fuck. So now she's sitting there with her two hands out doing like a scale going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the white wrestler. <laughs> Y'all are goofballs. Hey, Doc, by the way, the timestamp where Stan is wiggling in the ring is at like 2848. <laughs> He's in there dancing. Man, every time you watch this shit on your phone, man, every time you close this fucker down, the network wants to restart. Yeah, they need to get some. That. They need to get their fucking web developer, their app guru on this shit. I don't have time for that. Yeah, That's was, nice. I thought it was my phone. Uh, by, the w- by the way, if you want that episode, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. the Stan Lane episode where we talked about how he met Ric Flair and how he got trained and all that so good stuff. It was actually a lot of fun. Uh, it was uh, 2848, I believe I get it was. The, yeah. I get the feeling that if you could, that if you could like hang out with any wrestler – Alive or dead, you might pick Stan Lane. You have a little crush on him, Mike. What? Not like a sexual crush, just like a. I want to hang out with you. He still looks good, man. He does. Yeah, he does. (laughs) It's a. I wonder that he why he ever got that freaking pelt on his head because I mean his hair looks fine to this day. So who knows? Okay, let's keep going. Uh, The. So the midnight win, and then we're gonna get to Cornette, who's gonna be out there, and he's gonna cut a promo. So uh, here that is. Opportunities to get the rock ah, and roll fuck. express. Before- Damn network. Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Let me say one more thing. I've been talking about opportunities. Opportunities to get the Rock and Roll Express before Star came, before we got to risk our lives on that scaffold. They took an opportunity to jump on the midnight express from behind our backs. <laughs> Now we're taking one in the Omni, and we got one more. Nassau Coliseum on the 25th, day before Thanksgiving, when everybody's out buying turkeys and thinking about good things. Something bad's going to happen in New York City, brother. The war games, the match beyond. If the scaffold isn't the most dangerous thing in professional wrestling, then the war game surely is, because it's designed to get somebody hurt. And on a scaffold where your main ingredient is luck, then in the war games, your main ingredient has to be guts, and the right kind of partners, Dusty Rhodes, former world heavyweight champion, Barry Windham, Western States heritage champion, Ronnie Garvin, heavyweight champion of the world, Rock and Roll Express, four-time world tag team champion. But our team ain't no slouches either, brother. Tony Blanchard, Arn Anderson, world tag team champion, Midnight Express, United States tag team champion, and Big Bubba Rogers, the baddest man in the world. His fist is the hammer of the gods, brother. And I'm gonna say this to you, Tony has already taken Dusty. And Arn has already taken Wendell. And Bubba has already taken Garvin. And Rock and Roll, that's going to leave you alone with the Midnight Express inside that cage, locked up, no way in, no way out. The war games, the match beyond in Nassau Coliseum is going to be our final chance to get you before Starcade night. And Rock and Roll, if you're still able to climb that scaffold when we get to Starcade, when we get to Chi-Town Heat, and believe me, it's going to be hot. Then when you climb up there 20 feet in the air over that UIC pavilion and you look out and there's 10, 15, 20,000 screaming people, God and everybody on the satellite watching. I don't want you to get nervous, no. I don't want you to get nervous because when you get nervous, you make mistakes. When you get nervous, you trip and you stumble over your big feet. When you get nervous, you start sweating. Sweat on that three-foot wide board might make it slick. Rock and roll, I don't want you to fall off that scaffold. No, (laughs) no way. I want you to get pushed, brother. Fans, we'll be back. 
Stan could not look any more disinterested. Doc it's just laughed. Gotten, well, it's, well, I went back and looked at it. It's about twenty-eight fifty when Bobby goes over to the booth for no reason, with no context. <laughs> Stands in the ring wheel yeah. in the background, just <laughs> entertaining himself. <laughs> Literally. Also, if you don't mind, and Crockett busted him on it. If you go back to the pen of the match, Corny's in the way of the camera, but Bobby Eaton pinned that dude in a most disrespectful manner. Yeah. Go back and check that out, Mike. Let's see. Uh, oh, the way he put his hands on his face, and I mean, man, how do you? I mean, I get it, but how do you feel if a man just had? I mean, if I just came up like all of a sudden was touching your face, how would you feel about that? I'd rather that than a set of chin nuts. That's yeah. true, but the whole point of it is, is that I love it because he's doing heelish like shit. There's no reason for Ron Garvin <laughs> to be doing it. He's a baby face. Yeah, I see what you mean. Cornette raised the racket up just as Bobby's coming off. Well, and he says did, when he walks up, he goes, "Did you see that?" And Crockett goes, "No, because you were in the way." <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I miss Dennis though uh, messing with Shivani's paper that's on the podium. But Stan is not interested. Man, in his Stan is no slouch. Stan, yeah. hey, Stan, Stan did not get into the wrestling business to shuffle papers like Dennis Condry. He's here. <laughs> To look into that camera and make sure that the ladies know he's here for business. Cocked and loaded, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Cocked and loaded. Uh, Hover, did you see him dancing? Did you go back and look at it? Yeah. When <laughs> when when a, when a Bobby brings him to the podium and he put the mic in a guy's face, Sanchez just in the ring just fucking, hey, ladies. <laughs> ladies, the line is to the right. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine? So... You know, Delray replaced Stan Lane, but what if it was Dr. Tom that left and it was Stan Lane <laughs> Del Rey? And the and the premise was is that Stan Lane's trying to teach Del Rey how to be a real gigolo, but he can't quite get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. He's got the wiggle. So Stan's wiggles and goes, do it just like this, and then Del Rey wiggles and he's like, No, no, no. Stan, I don't get what you mean. I'm doing it just like you. God, that would have been a pair. <laughs> Holy shit. Del Look Rey and, and Del Rey. Oh, my God, Stan. And Del Rey would have been the best there because Stan Lee would have brought in all. Stan would have brought in all the bitches. And then Del Rey had no shame. He could have just taken everything that was the, the, the slough off, the, the runoff. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, Delray would have took runoff. The, he would have took the runoff for sure. And I gotta, I gotta think that Stan Lane's castoffs not that bad. Yeah, we ain't, talk, we ain't talking about Jake, yeah. Jake Roberts' crack house slough offs. We're talking about Stan Lane here. They're probably C plus uh, students, if you will. You know, good enough to graduate. Man, I, here's what I'd love to do. Because you know how they always said that Gene Okerlund could go to a bar even, like, later day and, like, the girls would all be around him. I wonder if you took Stan Lane, who looks good now. Could he just, like, turn it on? <laughs> hey, baby. 
Because hey, ladies, because Mike, you know this. You've been, you've been, you and Sasha have been together for a while. I've been married for a while. You can't think. You just don't think about it on a daily basis. What if you had to like get your game dusted off to like get uh, back? It's just what would you do? So I yeah. just want to know: Could you take Stan Lane to like a hotel Marriott bar and just turn him loose and see what happens? <laughs> take the leash off of him and just and just let him play. He's got. You know, it's like one of the dog parks. Fourteen minutes later, he's got some chick from procurement at some computer parts company that's about forty-eight years old with a couple of kids, ready to just rip off her panties and fucking <laughs> dip with her honey hole. That's nice. <laughs> in, in the in the women's restroom of the hotel Marriott out by the airport, like the old days. That's nice. <laughs> you nasty some of my bitch. <laughs> right, right. Because you hung out with wrestlers. <laughs> how many? How stuff. many of them wrestlers you ran with wore rubbers? Wow, you just <laughs> used the term rubber. <laughs> Jesus, he's, he's actually talking about a story I told him, and I'm not going to div- divulge the first talent. Fucking no, ice man. Now, I'm not talking about who it was. Um, and I'm gonna I don't wear no that. rubbers. Put it, put it behind. <laughs> Shut up, Harper. Put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh, man. I don't higher, wear no rubbers. Let's build a higher paywall to keep the Mexicans out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We'll keep going. That was good. Nice little offline discussion there. Ronnie Garvin defeats Alan Martin. Garvin politely punishes this poor bastard. And then... I got to play Nikita here, at least the first Okay, hold on, hold on, time. hold on. I want everybody out there to, to go summons your favorite drink. Because I want you to take a, a big swig every time Nikita says the term, the words Terry Taylor. Okay. You ready? All right. Here, here it is. All right. Hello. The NWA World Television Champion of the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Kolov. You got another life, brother, we have today. What a great victory, right? World Heavyweight Champion, Ron Garvin. Ron Garvin, you and I are friends. And I would like to be World Heavyweight Champion. Something for you to think about. Now, Stock and Night, Tony. The superpower are getting ready for Stock and Night. I know Dusty Road is getting ready. And I get it ready for you, Terry Taylor. Take a shot. Last week, you come out here to say many bad things about Nikita Kolov. Well, Terry Taylor, you talk or you want to talk. But shadow is down. You talk or you want to talk, Terry Taylor. But stuck in night, Terry Taylor. I got the many fans, Terry Taylor. Just like the people out here today, Terry Taylor. Many fans who expect Nikita Kolov to win. Tarantella, Stockade Night is going to be a big night for Nikita Kolov, World TV Champion, Nikita Kolov. No doubt about it, fans. He didn't say it as many times as I thought he did the first time. Listen. Seven. That's a lot of shots of Hennessy, though. What else you got, Doc? Hold on. Harper, what you got while we're waiting on him? Fucking... Fucking Nikita. 
I'll give you something to think about, Ronnie Garvin. I'll be world champion someday too. Shatoata. Shatoata. Anyway, he so, turns his so attention. Duck a dick. He turned. He talking about Terry Taylor. I don't know. It was all right. What? Whatever. I can't. I couldn't. The only thing I could understand was Terry Taylor, and he kept saying <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Well, after him comes out Lex, and I didn't want to. I thought he was fine, don't. but he's just saying the same thing over and over. Oh, so you mean when I said that the promotion starts going down when they start featuring Lex and Sting, and you're like, I don't think that's true. But even though you don't want to play his promos, even though they're okay, I got it. I see no correlation with what you said, and you can't bank a promotion if you're if, regardless of the decade, if your promotion is leaning on Sting and Lex Luger to carry the water, bro. Broads and the kids loved Luger, so I don't know what you're talking about. We're judging Luger right now. The broads, the broads love Stan Lane, Ric Flair, and the Rock and Roll. And they liked Luger too because yeah. they were cheering they him like and Luger. wanted a piece of that. Thank you, Hopper. So you can take yourself, fucking your grandstanding over there, trying to blame Luger and Sting for the downfall of the promotion, and stick it, Jack. Do you know it's bad? Me and Doc talk like that around at work. That's tell you nice. something, brother. <laughs> you could stick it, Jack. <laughs> oh, I, I, All right. I just want. Ron Wright at work. I wish I could, when I opened my mouth, his voice came out. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> can you imagine the looks? Hey, 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 Doc. Hey, Doc, can you come here? We need we need your thought. We, we, we need you to give us your opinion on something. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother, because he's got that high-pitched with it, too. It's that high-pitched nasally shit, and it's hillbilly. (laughs) And the only thing better than that would be is if I had Ron Ron Fuller walking around doing a Ron Wright impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Imagine bringing Ron Fuller into the workplace. You know, I talk a lot of shit about all these podcast jokers, but, man, that Ron Fuller podcast is worth listening to. Yeah. That 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 old that old legend is spinning the gold. He's telling you how it's all done. That's all Harper listens to. Yeah. All Man, right. His uh, gran- his grandfather was all hard motherfucker. His dad was no joke either. His dad yeah, sounds like an asshole. No shit, just stealing his own promotion from his kid. <laughs> yeah, stealing money from him and fucking like hustling him and shit. Carnies, dude. Yeah. Here, this is the best way you'll learn to be a good carny is for me to fuck you over. <laughs> Rasslers. All right. Hero Matsuda defeats Rocky King by putting him to sleep. Hold and on. then we go to Kevin Sullivan, hold, which. Hold, 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 hold on. What? Anybody want to guess how old Matsuda is here? Old as fuck. Uh, I don't know, dude. He looks like a vice president for Honda or something. He looks like he's here to talk about a leveraged buyout and a hospital yes. scoper in 1987 America. I'm here from Sony to yeah. everything. Oh, looks Jesus. like the guy, the uh, the boss in fucking Die Hard. Remember when he? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, when anyway, Hans is trying to get the fucking key to the to the fucking safe. He's fucking vi- vice president of North American sales and takeovers. Yeah. Uh, Matsuda's 50 here. He's good shape for 50. Yeah. Hell yeah, he was. 
He was in damn good shape. Shit. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep moving. Kevin Sullivan comes out. I got to play part of it because of what he says about Ricky Santana. Here it is. We begin our second hour world championship wrestling with a man who completely blew away his opponent earlier. We're talking about Kevin Sullivan. Well, Tony, you know, I have traveled all over the world. I have seen the sunrise on Diamond Head and seen the moon set on Daytona Beach. But I've never seen anything like Starcade in my day. But I hear people out here talking, and I hear some people talking that don't know what they're talking about. First of all, i like to bring up one thing. I heard at the top of the program, young Ricky Santana talking about the world's heavyweight champion, excuse me, the ex-world heavyweight champion. It's hard for me not to say the world's heavyweight champion because he has been the leading force in the wrestling field today. Talking about him that he better have his limousine, he better have his plane fed. Do you see? Ricky Santana, Ric Flair, Bob Bill is more in a month than you make in a year. And Ric Flair has a limousine. He ain't driving around in no lowrider. <laughs> and then I want to say one thing to a man that says he is the total package. He says that he's going to destroy. All right, can I turn it off there? Yeah, because, man, here's the thing. And this is what I feel like. that it's Because, man, Kevin Sullivan, by all of our approximation is a badass but him and everybody else if you're not in those two matches they ain't got nothing creative for you yeah well um i don't know the road warriors and tully and arn maybe oh, yeah, that's true that's like maybe your third but you know what's sad guess who's not then not on the show this week well, the Road Warriors were at the beginning, but there's no promo from either one of them. Right. When's the last time you With, heard? Jesus Christ, they're fucking this up, dude. You can see it coming. That's <laughs> it. It's that's a mistake that they don't have them out yeah. there, and it's not like an abbreviated show. I, and I it's, get the. I, I I we always talk about it. You can't be out there every week and all this. We're building up to fucking Starcade. Let's get out there. All hands on deck. Well, it's one of the major matches in the in the. Show I, this that's a that one what baffles the fuck? me. That one baffles me. Uh, Harper, what did you have from Sullivan right there? If, I mean, why is he? It sounds like he's trying to join a fucking horseman. <laughs> All right, so I'm the only one that popped when he said Ric Flair rides in limousine and doesn't drive low riders. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I'm so man. frustrated. I'm frustrated. Not. At Kevin Sullen, I'm frustrated for him. He was the fucking devil down in Florida, and now I don't even know what this is. He's just a guy. Yeah. Oh, Gus, Dusty's got him out there. Just he's like an infomercial. He's a walking infomercial right. for Starcade. And Talk let me about prepare y'all. Everything else except you. <laughs> let me. Th that's exactly what I feel like he was told. And let me prepare y'all. <laughs> This is November 7th. We still got the 14th and the 21st where the same shit is going to happen from And nobody's going to somebody needs to go back in the boogie mobile and tell them nobody's going to buy this shit cuz Vince is working some collusion deals. Okay. 
Such as but then, Vin, but then Vince is going to cry foul in the '90s and say that WCW is hurting him. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Mm. Well, Ricky Santana then comes out there and defeats Rick Ryder. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. You need to play the audio at fifty nineteen again, because Crockett is back on these Gucci girls. Okay. All right, hold on. I got it at fifty sixteen. So let me hit play. Yeah, that'll work. Your girls down in St. Martin, the, the Gucci girl. Uh oh. Oh wait, a back you, it up. Hold on. and then we get a chance to like go to Nassau and get to meet fans. Go to Chicago, meet those fans in person. It's, it's a great feeling. It's a great go down to your us. girls down in St. Martin, the, the Gucci girls. Say hello to them again. By the way. Also, all those cards and letters. <laughs> you haven't told the fans about your their, your new contest. Not concept. You know, you last year you were giving away roses to the anniversary, right? All right. Well, <laughs> tell them this year you're going to give roses away to those girls that turn 21. They turn in to be women. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Shivani's like, what the right. fuck? <laughs> yeah, you fucking pervert. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you not catch that? <laughs> I did, but I didn't. Like I, again, you're you're note taking, you're watching, you're. I mean, be honest, I fast forward to this match. See, that's the key. Oh. Is I watch this shit on the treadmill so that I can like zone out, but clue in all at the same time. What the hell was that, dude? What was that? Because by all accounts, by everybody who talks about it, Crockett. David Crockett was not a dirtbag. Right. He he was but just like gotta, a really excited commentator, and he blew his load. We joke he, when we say that. But he wasn't like a big partier. He wasn't like... But he's throwing fucking Tony straight under the bus. Or trying to. The Gucci girls. Man, hey. Okay, so the truth of the matter is, is that somebody set that up, or there's some shred of truth here, because David Crockett did not get to Gucci Girls from San Martin by himself without some help. Where that would be that, that would be like if I started if I started coming to you on Masterpiece Deep Cuts, it'd be like, okay, wait a minute. What's going on here? This this is bizarre. And the thing is, is, this is the second time he's done it. So So now it's a running gag. Right. But the point I'm saying is, like, if I'm going to rib you, it'd be something like I kind of know enough about to rib. How is David going to be knowing about some Gucci girl's? That's you know what I'm saying. She, I mean, you know it's got to be enough does, at your wheelhouse to get there. Or there's got to be some truth to it. You know how Shivani does Ash Tony Shivani on some of his shows every now and then? Somebody out there wants to be a dockaholic one week. You need to figure out what he <laughs> knew about the Gucci girls. Because you get that and let Mike know. DM, blow up those DMs for Mike. We'll, we'll get you some dockaholic. We need, we, that's the vexing question we need an answer to. 
No, you know, and I think he does something on his Patreon where if you're like a Patreon, he does like oh, a yeah. Q&A type thing. Okay. Somebody, somebody has a Patreon for Tony Schiavone. Ask him what Gucci Girls is and see if he answers. I love Tony. I hope it doesn't. I don't know, man. That might make him uncomfortable. There might be something there that we maybe should pry into. Here's the thing. I, I truly believe that Tony Schiavone saw some crazy shit in his day. Some real yeah. crazy but I think at the end of the day, he's a weird enough dude that he probably was one of those guys that stayed true to his wife. But I got to know where this is coming from because I really do see David Crockett and Tony Schiavone as a couple of the straight men while all these wild-ass Caligula shenanigans are going on. But this rib started somewhere. You ever you ever heard him tell a story, though, on his podcast where he knocked on Ric Flair's door and Ric Flair shows up? And he's got the robe on, and he's got his baby arm just sticking out. Oh, he said he's been in the room when Rick started knocking that ass out, and he was like, "I gotta go." That's what I was getting to. And he opened the door. Rick opens the door, and Flair comes in, and the broad is laying on a bed, buck fucking naked. And while Tony's in there, Rick, you know, goes for a mustache ride, starts mm. lapping it up, and Tony's like, "All right, Rick, I gotta get out of here." <laughs> he jets. So he's seen some wild shit, and who knows what that Gucci girl's comment is. Maybe that was just Gucci. David's way of kind of messing with him, but I don't know. I'd be curious if anybody out there can get that answer from Tony. Gucci girls. Axe Conrad. Well, well, we'll keep... I, I, here's the thing. I don't... We can just... I don't have to get the... I don't have to get the Dockaholics involved there. Hey, Conrad, since you're listening to Steel Shit, why don't you ask Tony about that on your show and help a brother out? That's nice. Can we keep the show moving now? Yeah. I, might be a, I might be a lot of things, but I'm not a thief. Oh, that's nice. So can we keep the show moving? We should. All right. So where are we at? I, I can't we got, help you there. We got Sting up next. Man, <laughs> call Sting. Doc, you didn't like the promo? I'm going to take a piss and so play whatever you want. <laughs> Hoffer, do you want me to play it? If you I mean, if you want. No, it's all right. I was going to tell Doc. Here's the thing about that. It's not great, but you tell me. No. You tell me from the promos you've seen from Kerry Von Eric in 82 and 83 how Sting is worse than Kerry since Doc and I have had that no, discussion. No, no. Sting, Sting sounds like some, some asshole at fucking spring break you see on. Yeah, right. He's excited. Remember when MTV used to have the MTV spring break? Yes. That's what he reminds me of fucking one of those assholes. When he's screaming. And that's actually what this is, it seems like. Yeah, and he's like some, some fucking kid that's got a fucking Camaro and he's going to fucking LSU or something. I'm, I'm with you. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. God, remember when MTV used to do that? Broad, dude, we used to watch that. I remember being at Spring Break in Panama City. And we're in a hotel room watching it. I'm like, why are we watching it when we're here? <laughs> why were you watching it? Right. <laughs> Some stupidity. Uh, All like, right. It, it's fucking happened like right outside the fucking door. Oh boy. Spring break. MTV Spring Break was some wild stuff for its day. Right. Oh boy, for back real. in the day they had that shit popping. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you don't think, like, like kids nowadays, if, if you showed that to them and they were teenagers, they'd be like, eh. But, like, for then, us, when you couldn't just, like, Hopper always says, Google big titty hoes and 
watch yeah, they were, crank dude. off to it. They were they were on MTV. If you think if you think our our beginnings were meager because we couldn't piece together a VCR or even cable for that matter. I, I wouldn't do it much better in college, man. There wasn't no fucking spring break down at the coast, man. I was fucking trying to deliver some more pizzas and knock out some more rent. <laughs> so that shit was like, dude, man, someday. And then it never happened. And here I am old. Spring break, dog. <laughs> Let's go to spring break this year. BTT goes to spring break. Bro, that'd be great, huh? Can go to fucking uh, Club La Vila. I saw yes. fucking two live crew there once. This is guy. That's a, a that, hold on, stop. What? That's a patron episode. <laughs> I'm putting. Saw, I'm, no, yeah. uh, 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 uh. Write that down, Mike. That I'm putting an end to that shit. We're gonna start putting this gold behind the wall. Okay. Because <laughs> I absolutely say something. <laughs> I absolutely want to hear this story. But I'm going to make people fucking pay for it. <laughs> I don't know. What were you about to say? Just give us a little tease. No, he yeah. can't, though. He gets going, and he can't. He doesn't know how no. to he's gonna be like, I'm not. I don't know. Fucking Luke Luke and I fucking tag team this one hooker. Oh, this was way before Luke. But I was like 20 years old. No, I'm I was... talking about Luke Skywalker, asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see Humper tag team in some broad with Luke Skywalker? Jesus Christ. Oh. <sighs> oh, we get back boy. to it. And I, we're going to do this at some point because that is now jumped up on the. Nikita oh. Koloff defeats Gladiator number one. And then Ron Garvin comes out and he sounds pretty good out there. He's just cuts a promo on Rick and how Rick is panicking because Rick doesn't have the MWA belt and he needs a belt to live a life of luxury, which is true. I think Ronnie's kind of said this before, though. So, yeah. Paul, any thoughts on Garvin's promo right there? It's kind of a repeat. Right. No. It was like a recycled promo. Yeah, it really was. Doc, what about you? Nah, bruh. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to uh, downplay it. It just was, you know, nothing. It was, it was just standard promo. Uh, then Kendall Wyndham defeats Thunderfoot 2. Uh, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin with Precious defeat Tony Suber and Curtis Thompson. And then we get a Garvin and Hayes promo. And for the life of me, I do not have a note for this. And it may just be I just missed it. Uh, Doc, did you have anything from it? My last note on this whole show was about the Gucci girls. So they went a long stretch here that without doing much for me. And that's hard to say because I'm a fucking Michael Hayes mark. I just didn't have a lot there. Okay, now maybe it's coming I, maybe back I didn't. To me. Maybe I didn't have anything because I was just expecting you to play it and us to just call it in the ring. But I don't know, man. Uh, Hopper, did you have anything from it? No. Garvin, I did remember now that I'm seeing it. Garvin was making fun of Sting because Sting was kind of at a loss for words in his promo, and he was waiting for Tony Schiavone to feed him, like I guess questions, and. Garvin kind of made fun of Sting, like not knowing what he was saying. So there was something to it, but it, you'd, it's hard to explain. You'd have to you'd have to hear the whole thing for both of them. But it was just bits and pieces. So that that's what went down there. Uh, Dick Murdoch then comes out and defeats Bob Cook. Bruh. Uh, which go ahead. Why wouldn't he disqualified? Why? Dick Murdoch. Yeah. What did he do? Didn't he hit him? With a fucking chair and throw him into the podium and shit. Well, you know these. We're talking about Jim Crockett Promotions referees here, Harper. What do you, What do you want? 
All right. You know I'm what I'm sorry. saying? Sorry. They make the rules as they go. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do, but I guess you're right. Doc, anything from the match? Not, n- nothing. So I got something to say about Murdoch. I did want to play it for one reason. He might be the only guy who's out there not promoting everyone else. Because he knows how to get himself over and he ain't afraid because he's just, he's. Boy. Right. So let's listen. This will be the last one we play. Well, this is the closing promo. So here it is. A pretty belligerent mood today. Here he is. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. The boy never touched me. Had it under control the whole time. But you know, you said about probably stuff to have out here and remind me of some inbred looking Dusty Rhodes. Now let's get something straight. You and David Crockett's been standing out here for the last couple weeks that I've been here. And all you talk about is people like the garbage. All you talk about is people like Dusty Rhodes. All you talk about is people you like. Why don't you ever stand out here and talk about people that's got real credibility? People that don't need to paint their faces. People that don't need to wear earrings or ears because this is a man's profession. A man like Ric Flair. He is a credit to professional wrestling. A person like Hiro Matsuda, a credit to professional wrestling. A man like Kiro Sullivan, a man that's like that. And now, I hope, I know Star King's a big, big thing, Tony Swanee, but I hope and pray that Lex Luger doesn't win that match. Because, huh? How come? Because I don't want anybody in the world today to write it down and be another pastor heart of history and say that they destroyed or retired Dusty Rhodes. Because the neck, Dick Murdoch quotes that. Dick Murdoch quotes it being all over the world that I retired Dusty Rhodes and I'm going to retire him, Nikita Kola, and that nothing happening melon farmer from the University of Oklahoma, Steve Dr. Death Williams. Now, there's one other punk that I broke into professional wrestling I'm failing to mention. And I got him a full-ride scholarship to the great West Texas State University Buffaloes. And he made a clown out of himself, too. And that is Barry Windham. Barry Windham, get in that line, boy. Because I heard you and I heard David Crockett say that I'll do anything for money. Well, that's true. But there's also a few things that I do just for the thrill of doing it. And that is whipping somebody from Oklahoma. And it's whipping somebody that I made something good for and he messed it up, Barry Winham. And that is whipping an ex-partner of mine whom I made famous and he'll take some communist and Nikita Kolov as a partner when I did my patriotic duty in the United States Marine Corps and made this country safe for you people sitting up there to sleep in and after seeing these people, God, I wish I'd let the communists take it over. <laughs> More action, fans. Dude, he's out there giving Shivani a shower. He's foaming at the mouse yeah, spitting man. everywhere. God. Uh, and, but again, I, the reason I wanted to play it, he's the only motherfucker who's like felt like he had the balls to go out there and just be like, no, nah, I'm not talking about the same <laughs> shit everybody else is talking about. I'm going to talk about Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. 
So anyway, uh, Hopper thought. I, no, I thought he was. I thought he was super fantastic there, actually, because he's just a dick. H- hell, half of Texas talks that way. That's nice. It's only true. half. Only half. Well, the other half are Mexican, so they That's, speak ooh. the Espanol. Como esta? Uh, exactamente. Yeah. Uh, pero yo creo, uh, yo pienso, yo pienso que, yo creo que, uh, Taco es, Bell. Uh, es la verdad, uh, que, uh, Armando didn't He's know trying. that I could do that. He's huh? trying. Damn, that was, I, I, that was I, actually, you, you, you sound stupid, but you, you said something halfway intelligible. You just hey, didn't say hey, what. You said, I believe. Hey. You said I believe, I think, and then, but you really didn't yeah, say. Yeah, well, I was going to talk it. about uh, the the el, uh, el, uh, captain. Uh, uh, I don't know the word. Yo no, yo no sé uh, la palabra para. Vete a la mierda, pendejo. But, pero yo rojo, uh, captain okay, rojo. Uh, you, you're doing okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Captain Redneck right there? I thought he was really good, and and the thing of it is, is like. Man, when he said I should have just let the communists take it over, that shit, (laughs) that's a fucking, that is a line, that's as crazy a line really in 1980, that's a crazier line in 1987 than Rick talking about a minority. It really is. That would be like somebody going on Raw today and be like, you know what, ISIS just needs to take this shit over. I wish they blow, blow up all you motherfuckers. Right. Because <laughs> these are <laughs> communists taking over. All right. Hopper, any other thoughts? Nah. I mean, Bro, y'all we covered got it. it. He also we... said, because he said Rick is a Rick is a credit to the profession. But then I hope Luger loses because I want that shit. Man, that was some petty hater shit, too. Yeah, I'm going to root against I'm going to root for Dusty just so I can beat him. I want to end this shit. We got to hear from the new breed. Why? Because they're the new breed. They're fucking hilarious. Here it is. I don't even, I don't even know if I watched this. They made fun of the, the sheep herders. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> I love it. Here it is. I'm the not sure I watched this. Sensational win with the new breed, Chris Jamin and Sean Royal. Jim Cornette's got a lot of gall coming out here and calling me a moose with a hernia when he's nothing more than a walking waterbed spewing angels from his mouth continuously, talking about nothing. When the new breed wants to take the Midnight Express in the ring and take their titles from them, we will. If we want to take Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in the ring and take those world titles from them, we will. And if we want to take the two bloody crazy, crazy men <laughs> from down under and take the UWF titles from around their waist. You beat the bloody blimps with elbows and boots and send them back to the land down under. We will. That's right. I'll turn that thing off. Rolling on me. You've taken the negative and the positive poles and smashed them together. You've taken the light of the Rock and Roll Express, the goodness of the Rock and Roll Express, the Rock and Roll of today, and put them with the negative of the new breed, the dark of the new breed, and the Rock and Roll of tomorrow. And when you put 
two opposite poles together. All that can happen is an explosion which is going to tear the Omni down. We are going to finish the Midnight Express. They won't have to walk the skywalk. They won't have to worry about the skywalk because the Omni is going to be our last day. And Big Fat Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson, how could somebody be so fat and not have any cellulite on them? I don't know. And little Tully Branchard running around here with the dip. What does he got some high heel boots? I think it is to bring him up to the right ice. Well, we're going to finish them all off new breed style. We're tired of people like this trying to make us look bad. That's it, baby. The new breed. Dude, they got some balls. Yeah. I, I forgot about them talking shit about Arn being fat. Who the fuck I think you are? Bro, they got some balls. <laughs> The sheep herder thing was probably the best thing they've done since they've been there. It, it, they're going to do it again, and it's even better the next time. But it, 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 this shit was – there. when you watch, like, Sean Royal, his mannerisms, too, like, you heard it, but they start, like, imitating them while they're talking like them, and they, <laughs> they really do look like them, which is funny. And the thing is, so the sheep herders are in the ring. Well, right. actually, they see sheep herders. Butch Williams, or um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Butch is in the ring tagging with Johnny Ace, and they just won the UWF belts. So Johnny Ace is wrestling in this match against in this next matchup that they're looking at them in the ring. Uh, it's Eric Long and Gary Phelps are wrestling against, but so they're like looking at them and they're talking shit. But then they like you know when they start going off about <laughs> Arn and Tully, I'm like, holy bruh. shit, y'all got some balls, bruh. Uh, look at look at Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Santana. Do you think you think there was something psychological to that? They're like sending these guys out there to go talk shit and then just bury them after. You think someone told them to do it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, shit. Because because why would you fucking do that? That's weird. That's weird. I don't know. It's just just weird all the way. Really, around. you anyway. you never saw anything like that in the wrestling business, or it's like, hey, go talk shit about that guy. No, I've oh, seen shit oh, like that. Oh, okay, and yeah, the but the thing, thing is, and the next thing you know, you're trying to slap a picture out of the ex NWA World Heavyweight Champion's hand, like you did. Why do you bring that up all the time? Because Dude, you, you disrespected the lineage wow, and, Tommy Rich. And, you and then people come to me, and people come, and then I get DMs all the time and messages. Why are you always talking about that story? I I don't bring it up. Did, y'all, I hope y'all are hearing this. Asshole over there brought it up, not me. You disre- Well, first of all, you spent six months in the business, and that was your highlight. So six it's either months, that or talk about you. Rod Price. But but you disrespected the lineage of the greatest title. In the history of our 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 business our business our business, I'm just saying. You know, never mind. I ain't want. Let's see what you have. No, it's all right, Harper. What do you have from the new breed right there? One time, Chris Adams kicked your head off. The other time, Rod Price told you Dickie Murdoch would have killed you, and the other time, you decided to get up in Tommy Rich's space. When he did what he had to do to become a four-day NWA <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion, he did what he had to do, huh, Doc? I, I, man, I don't know. I wasn't there. 
All allegedly. All right, let's rate this thing. Doc, you go first. What are you rating it? I thought that the sheep herders come out at the end. They they have a little bullshit match that's like yeah. legit, like a minute and a half, oh, and they right. shoot this promo that's really bad. Right, <laughs> Johnny. The actual note that I had on it was: Did Johnny Ace talk you into the building? Yeah, Johnny Ace actually talks, and it's <laughs> it's like that's why he doesn't say anything. Hold on, here it is. In their challenge, they made to these titles. Yay! Tony Schiavone. Two weeks ago, the Sheep Hunters stood out on WTBS and said that they were after titles. Well, 15th of October, Kansas City. The Sheep Hunters did what they was what they said they were going to do with titles. At the moment, Cousin Butch. It's the New Zealand at Sportsman of Year Award. They call it titles. I'd like to say something. Tell I him. was born American, and I was born in this stinking USA, right. and it was until I came with the Sheep Herders that I realized that New Zealanders are superior athletes. Men and women in this country are nothing. And I'll tell you right now, computer kids, music wizard, New breed, you ain't got nothing over Sheep Herders and I, and we'll take anybody on for the title. And we'll see you next week, fans. Right here on the Super Session. Dude, what is he talking about? The computer kids. Everybody knows that New Zealand is a hub for fucking athletes. Yeah. What's his name? Unconvinced Ray down there? Fucking. No, he's not New Zealand, you dumb ass, but okay. But it's the same thing down there. Jesus Christ. They're fucking tucked away on 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 the left corner of the flat earth. These assholes are too busy worried about a fucking dingo eating their baby to be fucking athletes, so I don't want to hear it. You remember that, Mike? A dingo ate, ate my baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let's rate the show, Doc. I could Go run ahead. across the outback in an afternoon, so I don't want to hear it. All right, let's rate the show, Doc. You know, this is one of those rare occurrences where after having so much fun with you guys, just talking about this shit like it's real, I'm going to up my rating. And, uh, man, I'm ready for baseball season, I got to tell you. But uh, I'm going to say this was a solid, (coughs) complete and total B+. Hopper, you? A B. I think I'm going to go B as well. I think we yeah. actually made the episode better than what it was. Well, that's what we do each and every week. Yeah, we bring it. Yeah, the promos it. were just, you know, start. That's true. Out. Hold on, hold on. No Arn and Rick was – I got to throw a flag on Rick on behalf of Lulac. You know what Lulac is? A city in Louisiana or town? No. Is it? Is it? I, I think so. You're thinking of Dulac. Dulac, my bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. What is Lulac, then? Why do I think that's a thing? Hold on. I'm pulling this up. The guy Lulac with the PhD, y'all. is the Le- League of United Latin American Citizens. That's what it is. Okay. I'm a social justice warrior. Um, <laughs> he, was just, he, was just, he was just praising the Republican Party. Earlier mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you never What's even wrong? made your point about Brie Blair and him praising the actual podcast. You just started filibustering uh, about everything else, sir, sir, sir. 
What? I think the Hispanic community gets unfairly labeled as liberals. Um, they're Catholic. Their Catholic leanings make them against abortion, which is a wedge issue, which okay. makes them likely. Why are we getting into politics? Can okay, you so anyway, I'm going to go, go with a B myself. I want to be with you guys tonight. I want to all cuddle up in the B, Brian Blair, B, 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 okay, sleeping well, who bag. Are you, who are you giving your Rolex to? Well, this is complicated. But I'm going to go in a direction we've not gone on in the past, and I'm going to say Dick Murdoch gets it this week, man. That was when he yeah. said we should have let the communists take it over. That was some messed up shit. Yeah, let's give it to Dickie. I agree. What about yeah. you, Harper? Yeah, I give it to Dick Murdoch. By the way, if I'm Kevin Sullivan and I'm out there infomercialing the hell out of Starcade 87, I'd at least like to have a match on the card. Just, just saying <laughs> all right all right so a uh, couple of quick things before we get out of here remember if you want to get the video version of these reviews go to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt not only do you get the video reviews get the world-class shows and you get all of the off-the-cuff episodes that we post which includes the stan lane show that we did which includes harper talking about dropping a deuce which yeah. includes Anything and everything. We've had so much stuff. The Dallas Cowboys, Ring Rat House, the Broad Logic episodes, all are up at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And if you missed that link, it is in the show description, so just look it up. And Here's the thing. Well, Here's the thing. If you want more patron content, there's an old saying in business that says, if you want to make money, you got to spend money. Well, for us to make more content, we need more patrons to justify the bullshit that Mike and I have to put up with when we have to pull ourselves away from our families and for Harper to pull him fucking broad off his face. Yeah. <laughs> got a fucking clam suction to his <laughs> whatever. So if you want us to do more patron stuff, you're going to have to sign up. We need, you need got to go recruit somebody. This is like fucking pyramid multi-level marketing shit. That's nice doc. Shut up. Thank you for signing up if you have done so already. And then don't forget to use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Bobby Blaze's book is there. Pin me, pay me. Great book. Go check it out. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Uh, Doc, how you doing on time? Because I do have a top ten in front of me. I'm doing all yeah. right. I, I think basically what everybody ought to do is cheat on their wife, get a side piece so that they can then give that link to, to the, the, that to the, yeah. additional superfluous bitch as well. A, a what? A who? A chicka who? <laughs> oh, give that link to their additional superfluous bitch as well. Bro, I don't know what the hell that word means. I can't even lie. Superfluous? Yeah, I don't know. Additional. Additional. It's a synonym. It's a synonym. Yeah, okay. it's cinnamon. That's great. That's right. It's you cinnamon? ever do the cinnamon challenge? Yeah. No, I've never tried that one. Okay, so what's our top ten tonight? Um, I just randomly grabbed this Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It is dated January of 1989, but the rankings mm. are through September 8th of 88. So, just mm. say September this is 8th of 88. going to be rough. Well... So I guess we'll use this one for a couple of weeks. 
Uh, keep in mind, you got world class is still in here. Um, you know, you got the AWA still, believe it or not. Uh, you obviously got the WWF and you got the NWA, but uh, we can go with just the overall top ten all promotions if y'all want. That, that be might be that might be the way to go here. All right, so we will start. Doc, uh, you go first. Let's not yell things out. Just I'll alternate between y'all two. Doc, you go first. Give me a name. Ric Flair. Ric Flair is number two, and at that moment, he was the NWA World Champion. What is this Paul, for you, again? This is January 1989. It is the overall Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top Ten. Oh, uh, I mean Hogan. Hogan is number nine. And he's the number three contender to the WWF title. Uh, I mean, you got Warrior, Macho Man, all those guys. So you got Warrior is number 10. He was the IC champ at that moment. And you're right, Macho Man is number one. He was the WWF world champion. Uh, let's see. Rick Rude. And no, not on here. Not on the Rick's, overall top Rick's 10. Rick Steamboat. Nope. Do you like how we just decided to not listen to anything? Yeah. Sting. Fuck you, Mike. The irony is Sting is on there. Y'all finally got one of the ones in the middle. So, so far, number one is Randy Savage. Number two is Ric Flair. Then y'all got Sting at number six. Y'all got Hogan at number nine and Warrior at number ten. Lexus, Lexus Luger. He is number four. Barry Wendell. Barry's number seven. Good one, Harper. Uh, real quick, Barry was the U.S. champion at that point. Bret Hart. No. no uh, by no. the way, Luger was the number two contender to the NWA title at that point. Yeah, Brett, that's early for Bret Hart. Um, Ricky Santana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. No minorities. No. <laughs> no. Be wrong, Y'all are only missing Carrie Von Eric. Fuck off. What? Away. Whoa, you fucking. Carrie Von Eric. Carrie Von Eric. Carrie was number eight, and he was the Kurt. world class champion at that moment. Kurt Henning. No. Nick Bockwinkle. Rick Martell. Nope. Nope. Stan Hansen. You're only missing two, and you haven't said them yet. Jum- Jumbo Saruta. No, what'd you say, Hopper? Funk. Nope. Tatsubi Fujinami. Nope. Is is it Garvin? Nope. Dusty. Uh, so just because y'all are, th- I'll just let y'all know, the only numbers y'all are missing right now are number three and five. L- Lawler. Doc got it. Lawler is number three. He was the AWA World Champion at that time. Okay. And there's no- got one more. There's one more, and it's so obvious. Y'all are going to be like, oh. Wait. Oh, it's so obvious. Oz. Yeah. Yeah, great job. So obvious. You got to remember. September. Is it Biasi? There we go, Hopper. There you go. We got them all. So, well, the overall is easier to. Overall, is easier to do than when you do like world class or something like that. 
well, no shit. We're the ones having to come up with this shit. So we understand what's hard and what's not, but we just did it all. Harper and I are going to go for drinks after this, man. Yeah. We're going to so go meet up with Stan Lane, meet some broad in the Marriott out by the hotel and the bar and fucking triple team her in the stall bathroom. So let stall. me, let me recap going, it real quick. By the way, I'm going first. I don't know what you and Stan are going to do, but I'm going first. Whoa, oh, fuck. Nice. We got Randy Savage at one, Ric Flair at two, Jerry Lawler at three, Lex Luger at four, Ted DiBiase at five, Sting at six, Barry Windham at seven, Kerry Von Erich at eight, Hogan at nine, and Ultimate Warrior at ten. And those were your overall top ten rankings in the PWI of January 1989, which are rankings listed through September 8th of 1988. And... Uh, before we get out of here, thank you to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. They do their show every single Monday, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still great guys. So they support us, so you should support them as well. And check hold, on, out- hold on, hold on, hold on. I keep hearing you mention those guys every week. Harper, I don't know those guys. When are they going to have us on? Yeah. Don't, don't know so don't know so this because here's the thing i keep listening to that mid-south thing you know you could bring harper and in on that world class you could bring us in on that you're, you're repping people but harper and i don't know you're getting a little bit out there pal i don't like this okay who's who is this the slightly northern finished? version well harper's the northern wrestling expert right i don't know about that i got world class covered and Southern wrestling, he's the Northern wrestling. You don't know about that. I don't know about that. You hear that shit? That's <laughs> fucked up. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Are you finished? That way I can get the plugs out so we can get on out of here. I mean, Jesus. what other podcast are you going to talk to that Harper and I could go help out? Yeah. What, what you going to do? A fucking AWA one next with some <laughs> other Acardian Vanguard shithead. <laughs> No, he's gonna talk about he's gonna talk about Malonis and Crockett next. Yeah, a wrestling podcast about nothing where they're gonna focus on the WWF. Harper is the WWF. Yeah, I watched Raw Monday night. They need uh, they need Harper in the WWF, dude. That's it's I mean, so bad now, bro. Bro, here's the dirty little secret. It's always been bad. <laughs> they had a two-year run with Stone Cold, and other than that, it's always been shit. Man, it's just... Uh, when fucking women are wrestling, is your big draw, that's not good. I'm no. sorry. That's not. like the fish filet being the top-selling sandwich at fucking McDonald's. That's not good. It's the Big Mac. The Big Mac is your fucking signature thing. Not the fucking McChicken, motherfucker. Why are you pushing that shit? No one's buying it. <laughs> That's why there's no commercials. You've got a fucking point, man. That, that that last week when I called in from the moon, dude, I, I watched Raw out there in my hotel room because because like the road, man, it was the first thirty minutes of Raw was a bunch of bitches. Dude, it pisses me off, bro. Because not only have they lost a casual fan, they lost a fan. Period. I consider myself a fucking wrestling fan. And I have no desire to fucking watch this shit. And, and, and it pisses me off. And they keep trying to shove this, the future is female bullshit. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry. 
I'm not saying these fucking broads can't go, but when you try to, that's not meant to be the big draw. That's your filet fish That's not your Big Mac. Now, I could see if there was a, a line around the fucking building to get in a Raw and SmackDown and the house shows were fucking selling out and the fucking ratings were high, then I could say, oh, okay, that's why they're going with it. That's why they're pushing it because, you know, you know, it's fucking making money. But it's not making money and they keep trying to shove it down your fucking throat. Hopper just compared women's wrestling to the McDonald's filet of fish sandwich. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like that is not the pillar of fucking McDonald's. It's the Big Mac. I think we got a fucking song. All beef patties, vegetable sauce, lettuce, cheese. <laughs> Don't stop singing the song now, shit. <laughs> Doc, are you there? Where did Let he me tell go? You no, I'm here. He, he's on mute because he was laughing. <laughs> no. He muted himself. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Harper, oh. don't, not that it's a possibility, but never get a job in corporate America because they're <laughs> going to keep shoving this shit straight down your throat and telling you this is what you need. This is awesome. <laughs> right. No, it's not. It's not. And I don't care. I Look, I'd take two motherfuckers they look like Dick Murdoch and, I don't know, Bob Armstrong, Terry Funk in his 50s that just have bad intentions and want to beat the shit out of each other a bunch of, over a bunch of chicks with weaves out there. Because yeah. even, the even the white girls have weaves. Welcome just, to 2019. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like either. this. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. That's when they do their thing. So check them out. Listen to them. They support us, so please support them. They do classic stuff. A little current, Doc, with your complaining. A little current. Remember when we used to do the current product? God almighty. God. You want to talk about the Blonde, you want to talk about yeah. the Blonde Eric thing. I was yeah. thinking about that yesterday, actually. I was like, we spent about a year and a half talking about the current shit. I must send you a bill for my time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Five hours. shit. A, a week. Bare minimum. That's well, not- oh, no, no. Oh, no. We watched ROH, TNA. We had a full spectrum fucking coverage <laughs> of this shit. I think Do y'all even get we- that channel? The Pursuit channel? What the fuck are you know. talking about? That's what <laughs> Impact about, comes on now. He's talking about what, what Impact is on now. I think I get it, but I, I haven't. Dude, I, I quit that a long time ago. Did you see how many people watched it last week with the uh, rating? 64,000. It was like 12,000 people. Oh, Bro. No. They're. In a whole move, United States. They, I think it was more than that, Harper, but that. Well, they move. I think so, because I saw the number, but it was very I hope low. So. Bro, we could get you in the squirter in a room with a webcam and get more than twelve thousand people. No, he's that. he's right, dude. Um, they moved to pursuit, and I swear I looked it up. They, What's that? It's a fucking channel, but they moved. It's from, an outdoorsman channel. They got like fishing and hunting. So they're back on Destination America. That's Great. what it sounds like, and then apparently it's on Cox Cable because I looked it up online and. 
I went through the whole channel, like I used to do, like back when you were a, de- a, a kid, back in the day with the TV guy channel. I went through the whole goddamn thing looking for it. I didn't see the fucking channel, so I don't know. Man, wrestling's stupid. Yeah, wrestling sucks <laughs> now, bro. It's fucking. I feel like Cornette just fucking pissed off at fucking everything now. Oh wait, All we right. got Dick Guy and Tampon Girl. Yeah, that'll that'll um, can sell it out. So Harper, I think I think you were a little while. I think it was like a hundred thousand people that watched it because I'm trying to look it up now. But still, that's shit. Looks like I have this channel. Would have never known that. Oh, their headquarters. Good. The channel's headquarters are in Glenwood, Alabama. Hmm, Jesus I'm gonna click Christ. that. Okay, so oh Jesus. <laughs> so if if Wikipedia is to be believed, and this is so good on so many levels, the town where their channel that is now running Impact is located is Glenwood, Alabama. That has a population of 187 people. What? Damn. <laughs> I don't believe what he's reading. I don't know. That's not. I can't. I, well, at least if we're going to do demographics, it's 30% black. So it's better than normal. But I just. Yeah, Glenwood, Alabama is the headquarters of the Pursuit Channel. There's 187 people in the town that run the <laughs> channel that's putting on my wrestling project. Or that's like a little subdivision. If they come run in that town, there's not enough people. We're back to Smoky Mountain days. <laughs> Man, fuck. Like me. I said, 100,000 people, man, watched the show last week. I'm not trying to bag on a product because I ain't watched it, but man, 100,000 people is a small suburb of a major metropolitan city where all the white people went when the black people showed up. The problem is, Doc and I had this discussion about Impact even years ago because they actually had a a time period in 2015 where I thought, and Doc and Doc agreed that their product was was not bad when they had Eric Young and Bram, and they they actually did some good stuff during that year because I mean we talked about it, we covered it. The problem was they were on Destination Fucking America, and nobody either either you didn't have the channel or you couldn't find them. So you could have had you could have been booking the greatest product on the planet but the fact of the matter was nobody knew where they were at so nobody was watching i feel like sometimes that uh because of your lack of leadership we're the tna of 2015 at the podcasting world yeah well, what does it say about you that you stick around then asshole uh, well i mean no, I'm, no, I'm, here to, no, 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 no. I'm here to help out a friend no, 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 no. That, that, <laughs> that could change okay hopper we're done. Hit the tagline. Let's wrap this shit up tonight, man. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, thank you to all of the patrons out there for being patrons of this show and helping us make this show possible twice per week, each and every week. And shout out to all of the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Mike Childry, K underscore Row, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Jeffrey, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller39, uh, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. And before I get out of here, special shout out to a friend of the show. Check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast from Mike Prue and his buddy JV, who are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I think they are currently covering 1998, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, But you can go back and check out 96 and 97, those years of Austin. Um, And it's a a good show, so check it out. New episodes are released every single Monday. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. You know how it works with podcasts by now. And you can also find them on Twitter, at BottomLineCast. So, once again, Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons and check out the bottom line cast with Mike Peru and JV. And that's it, guys. Until next week, book it, bitch.